electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber's on assignment. Futures are mixed here as we kick off the fall trading season. Watch for volume and activity to pick up as folks get back to work. Sell side conferences kick off 10 year 421. A roadmap begins with a September swoon ahead. Historically, the worst month for stocks, but does the data give investors reason to expect otherwise? SoftBank's Arm Holdings launching its IPO Roadshow, a blockbuster deal which could value the company as much as 50 billion dollars and we're watching media names as well wbd warning of some prolonged impact from the strike while disney fires its latest volley in this dispute with charter let's begin with the markets on this short week of trading it's great to have kramer back in the chair we missed so much last week man i mean uh, between lulu and some uh, of the china names and chewy and woof first of all thank you and it's great to be back Thank you for all well-wishers. It was a triple hernia, and it, I got through it and managed to uh, uh, come through it in a way I think that I feel very, very strong. I always love September at our business because everybody does come back to work, uh, except for the people, of course, who still work at home. They yeah. ought to get back to work. Uh, there are a couple points that I, I just think we have to talk about. One is the bonds are just going the other way. So that could be September's headwind. Again, the interest rates are up. And then the other, I think we're making much too little about the strike. The UAW strike. Uh, by the way, the writer strike, obviously, from Warner Brothers, very important. But these are two things that I think that people have to put on their, their radar screens because we won't have a lot of stocks reporting. The Lulu was kind of one off and great. MongoDB, similar. Uh, what's amazing about Lulu, by the way, it's in the class by itself other than Chipotle. High, expensive, senior growth stocks that continue to beat expectations. Calvin McDonald doing a great job. Yep. Uh, Brian Nickel doing a great job at Chipotle. Up, so upgrade today over at Bernstein. And it was a very solid upgrade, although they should have done it last week, obviously. But, Carl, this is, when I say that, you, you mentioned that September's usually a weaker time. I mean, a lot of times what happens is beginning to get a lot of IPOs, beginning to get supply. That's going to happen. Rates go up. That's going to happen. And then there's always kind of other issues away from the stock market that impact the stock market. Sure enough, I think that's the strike, especially because Delantis, maybe they target that or maybe they hit all three. So it is the most exciting month of the year from our point of view, news. But it is a nerve-wracking month, and if we get to 5% on the 30-year, and we can talk about Waller's interview, then we will see mortgage rates at rates maybe even 9 And we know, when the, we know the Fed wants to cool housing, but 9 is a shutdown. So we've got to be very clear that if we're going to continue the glide path, like Goldman says, with its less chance of recession, yep. we've got to be sure that we don't take out 5 on the 20-year. On the, on the because then what we start thinking is like, wait a second. We've moved too fast. So those are all the issues that I'm faced with. I shared some of them with the club. Yeah, some might throw uh, student loans, a government shutdown into September or at your end of September. We'll see. Uh, Jim mentions Waller uh, talking with Leaf a few minutes ago, who did say that the data last week was pretty constructive to the Fed's overall mission. Take a listen. That was a hell of a good week of data we got last week. 
Uh, and the key thing out of it is it's going to allow us to uh, proceed carefully, as Chair Powell said at Jackson Hole. Uh, there's nothing that is saying we need to do anything imminent anytime soon, so we can just sit there, wait for the data, see if things continue. Uh, the biggest thing is just inflation. We got two good reports in a row. Can wait and see what a third one looks like and see whether this low inflation is a trend or it was just an, uh, an outlier or a fluke. Jim, uh, he is not specifically pointing to the way supplies come back into the labor market. you got to no. feel good about that. I sure do. And I, look, to me, uh, September, let's you skip, wants to skip it. I think people don't understand that they're that Powell is playing for time. That's always been his goal. He's never never said that because that doesn't sound good. But, you know, you get a lot of people uh, done from the summer trying to go back to work. I think that there is a uh, I'm not saying that there is a strike among the, the those who hire the new world that you don't come back to work. We're not hiring you in. There's still lots of cities where people aren't hiring. Uh, tech, like the companies that are software enterprise, they're priding themselves. Even Salesforce, which had a remarkable quarter, is doing quite poorly after the quarter, 228 down to 218. Even Salesforce was proud of how many people they let go. So when you have a a market where we praise companies that let go of people, they're not going to hire this new class of of viewers. I mean, of users. Now, uh, retail, same thing. No uh, need to rehire. Uh, not you can let those jobs go. Uh, when I look at banks, they certainly are going to let. People, I see another big, big round of layoffs at all the financials, both uh, fintech and regular. And now you're starting to talk about a lot of the economy, uh, not housing, not infra because federal sure. uh, federal money. But that's enough to be able to make it so that you're not going to have. Uh, well, you, you all slack. Let's put it that way. Right. You, you think you think unemployment gets to four by year end? That yes. doesn't seem like a stretch. Yes, and I think that that also gives the Fed cover. Uh, you know, I want to I want to minimize what Hotsius over at Goldman said. You mean you have twenty percent going to fifteen percent? Well, <clears throat> what is that? I mean, why don't you just say there's no recession? Uh, I think the glide path continues. I do think that you know I have Gina Ramondo, Secretary Ramondo on today, Commerce. Uh, there's no doubt about it that everything is helped by the fact that China, I'm not going to use the term falling apart because if they adopted Keynesian economics, they'd be doing okay. But that China is not a source of inflation. Gasoline is a source of inflation, but they tend to regard that as one off. And then the attack on rental, whether it be Airbnb in New York mm. or whether it be a recognition that when you get rates up, you can't buy. That's the next, that's the next battleground. And the Fed's going to win there, too where shelter starts to contribute to deflation. And Absolutely. Yeah. Now, food seems to, uh, if you look at food, people seem to gravitate to the clubs. They've been gravitating to Walmart, and that lowers the price. They seem to have wised up to the Dollar Tree small format. We were charting DG versus Walmart year-to-date the other day. Wow. I mean, amazing split in a, in a, among two companies that you think would play for the same consumer to well, some degree. Well, I think that the, those companies, the dollar stores, they really have to start coming to grips with the fact that uh, we, we didn't go to high school to get stupid, not just college. Because the small form factor, people say, I mean, they look at the label and then they look at Walmart's house brand or the premium brand, which happens to be Costco. I continue to say that the Kirkland brand's a premium brand. And they realize, wait a second, this isn't so cheap after all. Now, there were a lot of people who felt at those dollar stores that if they put them everywhere, 
Then there'd be people who didn't have cars could go to them and walk back. And I still got that walk back thing. <clears throat> but I've got to tell you, Carl, they're not, the dollar stores are no bargain. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a lot of execution. By the way, Goldman, in addition to cutting their recession odds, looks at uh, real wage growth and real income up three next year in their view, and they see consumer spend up one nine, streets at 0.9. There's just not, we have this, it's a mix. You have a Williams-Sonoma doing okay. It looks like there's a refresh going on in terms of the home office. Wayfair continues to be terrific. RH still not doing well, but I got the catalog this weekend, and because of the triple hernia, I couldn't pick it up. Maybe it's good. I don't know. I mean, maybe after maybe by Thursday, I can pick that bad boy up. Uh, but I do think that there's a sense that some retail is weak. I think Macy's wasn't so good. But when you look at Walmart and Costco, they're on fire. And that is a sign of the consumer trying to stretch. Yeah, we'll get to some of the calls, upgrades of, we mentioned Lulu, but also Lowe's today and AXP. Uh, Look, those are important. Yeah. AXP had a good quarter, and Steve Squarey did a good job, and no one seems to care. They, they like Marriott, but I thought Squarey did good. I thought Marvin Ellison at Lowe's was a remarkable quarter. And why people, when I go over with Marvin, and I think he's just a great merchant, I was like, I said, this thing's going to rip. But it's been delayed reaction because I think people are very worried about big box. Ah, yes. I mean, Walmart stalled here at 160 after a nice run. Yep. I thought McMillan did a very, very good job on the call. Uh, Rainey, who's added his middle name, you know, he didn't have that. It, it, uh, he didn't have that it, it, when he was working with Dan Schulman at PayPal. But that's okay. I added a J in the when I got to college. Some guy was, uh, he said, "What's your middle name?" I said, "I don't have one." He goes, "From now on, your initials J. It sounds very good. <laughs> sounds very dignified." Which was then code for another kind of. Uh, well, let's just say it was code for a Yes, James. Well, I, I, I'm struggling not to say Jewish. Why not just go for it? It's, it's um, yeah, well, maybe we'll get to that. Maybe we'll get to Musk over the weekend. Oh, it is James J. Kramer. James J. Kramer. Uh, right out of the closet. How about that? Out of the closet after 68 years. Boom, my 42nd year on Wall Street. It's about time to start talking straight. Let's get to Arm Holdings this morning, the kicking off their roadshow, submitting this updated filing now for its upcoming listing, setting this uh, price range between 47 and 51. A nice hit by Leslie Picker this morning, Jim, looking at the discount from the round last month. All right, well, you talked to Renee Haas, who, by the way, Renee Haas is a, a Raider fan. You're not speaking about some guy, some Oxford professor, okay? Renee Haas is a seasoned player. Where did he work? NVIDIA. What's in the Grace Hopper? which is the key chip that nobody in China is allowed to get. It's ARM with NVIDIA. I think, now I'm not saying this is going to be $100 billion, but I am saying that when people listen to Renee, it's electric, all right? And they're in everything. And I think that the press is holding way too far back. I think that people are going to want this because they've got a lot of big companies uh, that are so-called anchor tenants. What is it, like a mall or something? I told Renee, oh, you got a good mall going. But I think that this company is fantastic. I think they're everywhere. I'm not worried about uh, as much as I used to be about handset because they're AI. They are the CPU that is partnered with NVIDIA, not AMD, not Intel. And NVIDIA is king. Uh, To your point about supply taking oxygen out of the room, there was the journal story last week about Aramco, again, trying to talk about issuing some shares. Who knows what's going on in the kingdom? But We don't know. I mean, oil's been up a little, and that gets a little bit less. Uh, NVIDIA, by the way, which is down four. You know, Jensen went to India. Jensen is at ease everywhere in the world. They have thousands of workers in India. 
Look out, China. People are stopping in India. And that's what it used to be like in China about 20 years ago. Did you make the pilgrimage to the country that just put a man on the moon? Did you make the pilgrimage to the largest democracy? One of the things that's hurt China, by the way, is it's a dictatorship. A dictatorship does not use, that hasn't used Keynesian economics is insane. They've got deflation by, by their own. People seem to remember that the thing that brought in another thing you're not allowed to ever mention, Nazi Germany in 1933 was deflation. So the Chinese got to get their act together. Another dictator, well, it didn't come in until January 31st, 33. But uh, you, another dictator was launched by depression, by deflation, which leads to a depression. So let's not minimize what's going on in China. And I will talk to, to Secretary Mondo about this. But um, as a coach once told me when uh, they were down by 35 points in the uh, locker room coming in the second half, we have them where we want them. And then they won. <laughs> Frank, Frank Wright, greatest comeback ever. <laughs> Buff, you know, what you like uh, like uh, uh, Patriots uh, 28 to 3. Right? Oh, Patriots, my. Falcons. Oh, I remember during when the Eagles were playing, you know, Jim, only one other team has been up by, by 10, 10 and ever, you know, lost in it. But, okay, so it's the Eagles. <laughs> That's all right. We look good in training camp. Uh, we'll talk some oil after the break as well. Some headlines here about Saudi Arabia extending their voluntary cuts. Uh, oil's up on that news. After the break, Warner Brothers warning about the material impact of the strikes. And we'll get to Disney dealing with this ongoing carriage dispute with Charter and another firm cutting its price target on that name. Futures overall looking pretty mixed here as we get into a busy but short week. More Squawk on the Street straight ahead. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Warner Brothers Discovery warning this morning of a prolonged impact of the SAG after strikes. CEO David Zasloff had previously said he hoped for resolution maybe in September, but in this SEC filing this morning, the company says that with the strike still ongoing, it now expects the impact will persist through the end of 23. That said, Jim, they do raise their full year free cash flow estimates uh, to above $5 billion. Yeah, and I, you know, when I looked at it, I said, okay, what's the real takeaway here if you were to ask Dave Zasloff, who runs it? And Zaz, as everyone seems to know, to call him, would say, why did you not focus on the cash flow? We're, we're a cash flow based company and we're about free cash flow paying down debt. And that's just true. I mean, if he's paid down nine billion, if he wants to wants to pay down more, his stock price goes up. Now, uh, I found this one far less pernicious than the battle, uh, th- this strike, than the actual battle between Disney and Charter, which I'm really trying to get my arms around, because that was that seems to be bare knuckles. In terms of the, the final showdown here between the carriers. You're watching a yeah. game? Yeah. 
I mean, that's sacrosanct. Going into Lions-Chiefs on Thursday? Well, I mean, that's a huge game. And if I have to watch it on wherever they put it, I'll watch it. Uh, I think that the I just two, mean the season overall, right? I mean, oh no, the, you, you can't screw around with the league, with the NFL. Uh, now I know uh, C, Comcast, company we work for, has a wild card game. Now wild card has been fungible. We've seen them at different places. We know that Amazon uh, has Thursday night games, but ESPN is big deal. And this note, I don't know if you saw, Jesus, future multi-channel video put out September 1 by Charter. Oh, the Charter presentation. Yep, Failure of TV everywhere. Well, that's just great. Netflix, they talk about Netflix. All they do is basically just say that that decline in Disney on Friday was reasonable. Now, my travel trust owns Disney. I feel very badly about it. I made a big mistake. Uh, and I made a big mistake because I believe in the franchise. So I thought the Bob Iger could turn around very quickly. It's a troubled franchise. And while it's a great brand, and Disney Shanghai, for instance, where, where uh, Secretary Raimondo went, packed. But this fight is existential. Uh, and all the things in the charter document are what we talk about, what people talk about behind the scenes, which is, wow, um, everybody's doing badly. This is a pox on both houses situation. And, I, you know, you tend to want to avoid one of those situations. Right. Disney on Friday came within about half a dollar of a seven handle. Um, B of A had a poll the other day where the desk surveyed, what's your close your eyes and buy price on Disney? The respondents came in with a median of 68. I mean, where, where, where would you get interested there's here? There's a bear case piece of 75, which is this morning, which I thought was reasonable for the next level to buy. Again, I might, I've made a huge mistake going to Disney. Uh, you know, this was one of those situations where, you know how people bring, whether someone bought a knife to a gunfight? No, man, they both bought like 45 calibers. And, they, they, and it, it, there's just a feeling of like, you know what, uh, last man standing. Now, you can have a last man standing Ford versus the UAW, where Ford has a five-month cash hoard and the UAW has a five-week cash hoard. Now, that's knife to gunfight. But uh, Disney is... You know, some people say it's thermonuclear war to thermonuclear war. I don't because Disney has a franchise. But uh, it's become one of those situations where when you look at the debt picture of Disney uh, and you look at uh, the ESPN hand, there's got to be some deus ex machina there where you just have something, you know, a Frank Capra story where it's like there's an angel. Clarence. Clarence. I don't know. There's got to be a Clarence here. Got to be. Yeah. There's, this is not, right now, it's not looking Frank Capra. Right. A little more John Ford. Uh, we'll see. It's obviously going to have an impact on the Dow as well. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Uh, one more look at futures here as we kick off the fall. Don't go anywhere. Now is the time to bring new ideas to your industry. And T-Mobile for Business has the advanced 5G solutions to make that happen. We're helping rethink patient-doctor interactions with real-time data sharing. We're tracking carbon with 5G sensors to help fight climate change. We're partnering with cities to connect roadways, cars, and drivers to minimize injuries. Disruptive thinking deserves a disruptive partner. So let's get started on what's next for your business. Step up your innovation at tmobile.com slash now. Time for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Watching Chipotle today, Jim. Yes. Now, there's certain firms put out things, and I just say, wow, i got to pay attention to it. Baird puts out out this Chipotle Mexican Grill, CMG, and it says adding bullish fresh pick designation. There's a lot that's good in this, including 
uh, see potential for traffic to accelerate. That was something that people were unsure of in the previous quarter. When is it going to accelerate? Uh, they are going to accelerate units. Pricing action matters. There's talking about price. We were concerned about that. A lot of people, I know this sounds like kind of a little ridiculous, but the carne asada is gone. Now, that was something we called Brian Nickel on. Uh, when we had him on the CEO. It's like, are you kidding me? That's got to be one of, the, one of the most favorite choices. But now they're talking about the idea of, of a couple of other favorites. What I like most about this, why this is so interesting, as is Lulu, is there's a whole group of companies that people are just excited about. Now, we don't get this kind of excitement. We've missed it. Uh, but as the market goes higher, we have a Chipotle, we have, we have a Lulu, and we say to ourselves, all right, we're now starting to amass a group of senior growth stocks. I would add MongoDB on Friday, harder to understand, that may make it so that you can say, I want to own it, not trade it. And Calvin McDonald demonstrated a huge amount of finesse on the, on the Lulu call. Remember, this is a man who just took a giant right down from Mirror. It didn't hit him <laughs> at all. Uh, and he keeps introducing new product. Chipotle keeps introducing new product. I regard this as special. Stock's going back over 2,000, and it's going to do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, Baird's looking for 2,400. Oh, not a problem. Oh, no, Chipotle. And we'll get to the DPZ upgrade as well. Oh, I like that. Yeah, there's a, there's a few good ones out there on this uh, Tuesday. Opening bell's coming up in about five and a half minutes. And don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. Let's turn to Tesla this morning. A big sales bump in China for the month of August, up 9.3 from a year earlier. Uh, Jim Barron says the price cuts are working. Yes, I think this is important because you're up against some very furiously good Chinese companies. We have 27% tariff in this country on some of the Chinese uh, EVs. Uh, once again, I think that Tesla's winning everywhere, but the place that they're winning the most is the U.S. because they're non-union against three union shops. Uh, they even been sourcing some raw minerals out of Australia. But uh, this is just good news, given the fact that we know that the China economy is weak. Uh, the government, by the way, let's be clear, wants, to su- wants very much and is trying to subsidize very difficultly the service economy and not the industrial economy. But this comes under that. And I think that the Chinese are grateful. Uh, it's very strange because we don't we remember times uh, when everybody is trying to move into China. Now it's just Tesla. Right. And we have this Huawei example today. Yes, I was going to ask you about this uh, this handset teardown that suggests that uh, the Chinese at least have something that would surpass what they're unable to get from the U.S. Yes, it's still a very large form factor, but the idea is, is that they would have, uh, Huawei would go back to being ascendant as it is still very strong in China, take away some of the, uh, of some of the 7% share that Apple's been able to pick up there. Uh, I, I don't trust the Chinese on this. Uh, I do think that the Chinese have a habit of saying they've got something and they don't, whether it be a vaccine, maybe it's this. Uh, but, you know, look, there's no doubt about it. This is not the chip you need. Yeah. I mean, you need, you need NVIDIA. You need the H100. This um, isn't artificial intelligence. Uh, this isn't even uh, regular intelligence. As far as Ramondo's visit, you know, there was some Disney talk, some Boeing talk, some travel and trade talk. You end that, uh, you end that trip at the Boeing hangar. Uh, you do go to Disneyland, where she's very well accepted. Right. World, very, very well accepted. When I speak to her, I'm going to be deeply focused on the notion that is there uh, a carrot and a stick going in? She's very adamant and very tough. You, you know, both sides of the aisle behind her. They, they better change their ways. And I want to find out what happens if they don't. 
key interview uh, that Jim's got tonight. There's the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange at the big board. It's semiconductor company ST Micro at the NASDAQ Wix.com provider of cloud-based web development services. As Jim, we've been churning here above 4,500 last couple of days. I mean, well, the, the end of August wasn't terrible. I was surprised. I felt that when Salesforce exploded higher, that would be enterprise software with tickets higher. I thought that when MongoDB had an amazing quarter, I thought that would help us. Uh, I thought Splunk, and snow reported, weren't, weren't so, weren't, Splunk and Snow or meant weren't nothing. terrible? Uh, it meant nothing. Uh, I, I just, this, this is the area where Everybody had been excited. Uh, you, you do have these companies that are just crushing the estimates. There was a HubSpot recommendation today, City, which is another one along those lines. That's the junior about, sales how about the, the call on Oracle today out of Barclays? That I like. My, you know, my capital trust has a very big position. It mostly, I don't. If you remember, Oracle came here. Software Cats, the legendary <laughs> CEO. Yeah, I did a stick. You chased him down. I mean, it was like the old days yes. when I, you know, when I was covering homicide for episode. And. Uh, I, stock was up at one point, was at 122 and a half when uh, Dominic was, was running the five, the, the five o'clock show. Uh, it's come back in because the market's a little ugly. But this is the inexpensive AI. And it's got on-prem. It's on-premises. It's also the cloud. It's got some other divisions that are doing well. Uh, I think when you buy a cloud stock at 21 times earnings, and I think that's going to be low ball, probably comes in around 18 times earnings, you're not going to have a problem. And don't forget, you have Larry Ellison in there. Now, I once said something that was mildly critical of Larry Ellison, and um, it, it, let's just say it was ill-advised. <laughs> yeah, that was ill-advised comment. From a booking standpoint, maybe? Well, it's just I was saying that he's all over the place. He's in Hawaii. I was in his aisle, yes. and he's racing, and he's also a running Oracle. And Well, <laughs> yeah, he actually was. Wow. Uh, Barclays does go to overweight, 150. Uh, talks about uh, the, the SaaS business providing better mix. It was great. Said, Larry's back, man. Said Jim, uh, Salesforce is the worst performing down name. Well, this the is ridiculous. Did anyone bother to actually read the conference call? It wasn't his usual conference call. There wasn't the hype. Uh, look, you know, Mark's no Mark for a long time. Amy Weaver, the CFO, did a dominant job. They talked about the boomerangs, people coming back. They talked about the sales being great. And let's just remember what happens next week. It's Streamforce, where uh, I'll be out of Streamforce, and anyone who's bought this stock ahead of Dreamforce has either broken even or gone higher. Uh, so you can go sell it right here, but I think that um, you uh, watched the Big Ten on. You forgot that it was on uh, that it was on Peacock when you played when you watched Michigan. That's how informed you are. This this was a great quarter from Salesforce. Head countdown, cash flow unbelievably good. Margin, yeah. The margins were exploding, and they sell it. Okay, just keep selling it. Whoever wants to keep. Oh, now you got people saying it's head and shoulders. Got a whole new group who want to sell it. Go buy Prell. I mean, it's really unbelievable to me that I honestly now I was bedridden for most of my fantastic vacation, <laughs> staycation. So I had the privilege of reading every every conference call multiple times and listening to them. And you know, those who were selling it at 218, they'll sell it at 215. They weren't on the conference call. They weren't. I got to tell you, they weren't recuperating. They were playing. And now they're selling. And you know, their darn three cocktail every night thing, no. They don't know what they're talking about. Right. Well, between that, between Dreamforce, Communicopia, 
uh, this oh, week. Oh, Municopia. A lot of people on a plane. San Francisco's right got now, some. Getting a lot of executives going on a plane. Yeah, there. SFOs had a bit of a tailwind uh, last couple okay, of weeks. Okay, so it's very interesting to say that because I spoke with someone who's big in the real estate business who's buying everything that moves in San Francisco. And don't forget Boston Properties, which owns Salesforce Tower. They're, they're making a major commitment. Boston Properties, by the way, BXP breaking out here. Uh, everybody hates it. Big mistake. Uh, very big. It's, big, it's a bigger mistake than selling Salesforce because you got a really nice yield. Right. Uh, speaking of another hometown company there, uh, Airbnb is the number one gainer this morning going well, to the S&P yeah. along with Blackstone. I went back and forth with Brian Chesky and congratulated him. Now, at the same time, we have the city of New York saying, wait a second, we're going we're to start giving you scrutiny. But uh, Chesky came on uh, Mad Money a couple times. He came on. Uh, uh, two quarters ago and said, listen, it's a great quarter uh, and high end's doing well. And the next day, the analysts were saying, worries about high end. And I said, all right, so they don't have cable. <laughs> uh, Jim, on m on M&A, Friday was about Amgen Horizon. Uh, and then today, Emerson gets National Instruments approval in China. China. Are we that in a reg- are we in a regulatory detente? I think that the I think the FTC is backing off. I have a source of the FTC, even kind of Ma, who said, uh, you hammered us so badly. And I said, look, if I go and tell my wife that, she will say, "You're okay, so we have to adjust the size of the door, all right? So you had to go through, but yes, the, yes, the yes. heat, there were many people. The, the heat on the FTC is such that I think that even Lena Khan, whom I regard as one of the most stringent anti-any combination, realized that her decision to say that Bob Bradway was going to tie product, that if you, you had to take this to get that, even though he's never done it and sworn he never will do it, and was ignored by the FTC, was almost just saying, Bob Bradway, you're a liar. And they had to back away from that stance. And that deal, that had no competition, and it's a really smart deal. The Chinese, this could be related to... The, uh, uh, this could be an olive branch to uh, Raimondo's trip. I've uh, been looking for some more Boeing planes. But this is the one that you got to watch. The big one is the, uh, the possible October 30th combination closing between Broadcom, down again today, yeah. and uh, VMware, VMware, where the only holdup is China. And if you get China, my charitable trust is buying this in part because if you get China, you got $1,000 stock because then they're just a, the AI. As it is, the reason why we like it so much is they're a great par- partner of NVIDIA. Now, remember, I have a common theme, VMware, the people thinking that China's not going to get it. Maybe the China's not going to prove it. They stuck by the October 30th deadline on yes. the conference call. It's yep. Hawk 10. Yep. Uh, Hawk, by the way, if people want some fun, I want you to listen to a Hawk 10 conference call because it's so fabulously dismissive of people who ask stupid questions. It's the way that Elon used to be when people used to say, what is he smoking? Question. Uh, but no, Hawk is more like, basically, you're kidding me that you asked that question. Really? No, you Like, really? I mean, how many times do I have to tell you that I'm not going to answer that question? And yet his confidence that the deal may close, it was exuded on the call. And I think that that's the big deal. It's in front of the Chinese. It's gotten approval everywhere. And if VMware and, and, and Broadcom is a tremendous combination to onboard and then to do AI with, uh, with Jensen. Yeah, yeah. there's a big deal coming out of the quarter and the call, as you said. I love the quarter, by the way. Yeah. There were uh, yeah. nine price target increases, but the stock had run, uh, stock had run 40 the day before, then uh, down uh, 30, 35, 40, then down, four, down uh, as much as 50, down again today by people who are don't realize it's 20 times earnings, has a 2% yield, and you're going against Hawk. Now, we've, we've met Hawk 10, and 
you know, I mentioned earlier going against Larry Ellison, and Larry Ellison was, uh, he's Brady. Tuckton uh, is, in his own way, Mahomes, which I hope I can see on Thursday. Hawk, Hawk and Jensen. Yeah. Are, oh. are Brady and Mahomes. Oh, and by the way, Jensen, his, just the delightful speech he, he's made in Japan. And to study what Hawk Tan has said about Morris Chang, who started Taiwan Semi, uh, and there's a great cartoon, but, but they're great friends. Morris Chang is the dean of the will uh, we'll make the foundry you sent us the design. Yes. Uh, you realize I need people to study this man. You need to study Jensen because he is Da Vinci. He is the great creator of our time. And when I was out there last, other than the fact that he gave my second dog a pass to get in. That's after, right. Yes. After the building passed pass, away. Yes. But he was most proud of the fact that he was able to grow grass on the sides of the walls. And he had been the architect for this structure. There's nothing that this man can't do if he puts his mind to it. Uh, and his, 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 easy, his easy way with Modi. Uh, in India was a sign that this is an American ambassador. This is the great, he's the great American ambassador. Oregon State, the same year as Wes Eads uh, from, uh, from Fortress. Interesting. Two unbelievable people. Uh, and I think that the bright lights of Oregon State, watch out, Oregon. <laughs> watch out. You know, that, that Nike money's going to run out. <laughs> exactly. But the money from, from NVIDIA and from uh, Fortress, I think, if they commit, will never run out. That's funny. They can make that school the one that we want. Well, it was always, it's always a great school. My daughter was part of the state system and loved it. <laughs> yeah, we have Colorado right here as well. Yeah. Um, what a game. Yes, I know. We haven't mentioned Dion. Not yet. No, Not yet. he deserves mention because he's so excited. Dion <laughs> Sanders. Um, Jim, on the UAW, I know your concerns. You, you've articulated them several times. President says he's not worried over the weekend. But why is that? Adam I Jonas mean, says, even if you are worried, you got to buy GM and Ford in the face of these talks. Well, I like GM doesn't have the ba- the strike. I think the money put away for a strike that Ford does. Uh, I greatly respect uh, Mary Barra, and I greatly respect Jim Farley. Uh, but the, the head of the UAW, Sean Fain, if you read his speeches, it's very much, and I went back to see when it was like this. You have to go back to 1950 when you have such a strident uh, union leader who basically is asking for $60 billion. Uh, some people say $80 billion, And Farley is talking about maybe $5 billion for Ford. Uh, you, you can't, there's a lot of people who say, listen, labor is not a factor in the end. It's only like 2% of the cost. Those people just really don't understand what's at play here, which is that if you don't get those fall cars and trucks out there, you're going to have cash flow issues. So you're not worried about some kind of uh, union-led wage spiral in the country. You're just worried no. about shutdowns. Yeah, no, there can't be unions, 20% of the workforce. They're, they're not, not a factor. Uh, but they are a factor with this group. And, you know, at what point... You have a union president self-proclaimed. At what point can Ford say, you know what? Talk to the hand. We're going to Guadalajara. We're going to Puebla. Uh, you're out. Is, does it get to that? The answer to that is probably up to the president, not up to Jim Farley, not up to Sean Fay. So I think the fact that he's not worrying about it. I love confidence. But, you know, we're about to go in the football season. You know, Andy Reid's a good coach, and I've known him for a long time. The one word I would never use is confident. Confidence areas. How about focus? Right. I think he should use the word focus. And I, if 
obviously not his advisor, Sub Rosa, whatever. I haven't spoken to him. My wife spoke to him like 10 years ago. I haven't spoken to him a long time. But to say not worried is, is kind of a jinx. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the, the shift to EVs, there's all kinds of headlines. This morning, Germany, Jim, uh, Schultz says they're going to be the first European country to require 80% of service stations have a charger. The biggest worry in this country is will New York, will Illinois, will California say, you know what, we're only, we're only going to have 50% internal combustion engines. It's rogue states that they need to worry about. Now, the, one of the battlegrounds here in the UAW is the battery factories, because the battery factories, the Ford battery factory is not owned by Ford. So they, they want Ford to come in and say, listen, we're making unions. We're putting people, they want more people to work. They had a 30-hour work week, which I think is pretty much like the, what the work-from-home people who are 26 are using. Yeah. You know, those are the people who have their thing always on. But, you know, I don't know. So maybe take to Interactive as something that allows you to look like you're doing a spreadsheet. <laughs> but I do think that it's just nuts to think that you can tell the, uh, these battery companies what to do yeah. when they don't have ownership. Meanwhile, we mentioned uh, the Saudis reportedly extending their cuts. Jim, rig count continues to be a downer every Friday as we got the WTI here bumping up 85 last week. I I talked about my child trust owning Disney and and my child trust owning Oracle. Good. We own uh, Pioneer. And one of the reasons why I'm Pioneer is because they have been figuring out, as is Kotara, the other one we like, but Kotara is 50% nat gas up. They've been drilling more. They've been drilling more, getting more. Using fewer rigs, okay? So, you know, these smaller, uh, closer thing. You know, Kotara is using three-mile now, three-mile sideways rigs. So you're hitting a lot more oil with fewer rigs. Uh, and Pioneer, by the way, is by far the best. They got the lowest oil in. What you want to do when you look at uh, oil companies is you need to see who's got the lowest oil in cost. And the lowest oil in cost was what Scott Sheffield came up with at, at Pioneer. He now has Rich Dealey, who's terrific, the CEO. They have the lowest oil in cost for oil. Some people would say that, fa- that uh, Diamondback does, but I think it's Pioneer. The lowest cost for natural gas coming into the winter months and also Europe without a, a resolution to Ukraine sure. is Kotara, under a dollar. So you have 260 right now for nat gas. When you have it under a dollar, you're crushing it. So both Kotara and Pioneer, if you do want to play, are better than anyone. Better than anyone. And I, we sold Halliburton in a nice little game. But I do think that if people want stocks in the group, do the homework, you're going to come up with Pioneer as the cheapest. Yeah. Of course, uh, the, the, uh, the, the result uh, from a consumer standpoint is more pressure on retail gasoline prices. Yes. And that's kind of driving RBC's upgrade of American Express. They go to outperform. 197 only goes up to 200. But they do say, Jim, as credit normalizes, you're going to want to go to the more pristine areas of credit. Yeah. Look, I, no one gives them any... You know, that's Gen X, it's Gen Z. I mean, what does it, this is another one. Well, I'll tell you, what a lousy vacation I had. I'm sitting there reading over conference calls. By the way, what are you reading? I said, gee, I got the American Expresses. Why? Well, you know, it's a great second read. You know, like it's Tolstoy, it's you know? Stuff that you and, missed the first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Layers. Hey, <laughs> it's, like, it's like pornography. I, know, I can tell it's like Potter Stewart. I can tell pornography when I see it. <laughs> pornography is the American Express conference call because the younger people are, are buying. Now, no one seemed to care. The analysts did not focus at all on what Steve Squarey focused on, which is the generational movement. They're more focused on credit. They're more focused on the idea that, that travel's going to peak. And yet they'll recommend Marriott. Well, it's different analysts. They'll, but they'll recommend Marriott to the, to the sky, to the clouds. Whatever, cows, whatever you want to call it. But I think American Express is a terrific buy. Yeah, which that is, quarter was really It good. is interesting given that some of the biggest losers today, Jim, are Wynn, Carnival, uh, some of the airlines, Alaska Air, UAL, Marriott. 
Well, people are trying to figure out exactly when the travel, uh, when travel ends. There was a very vicious article about cities saying no more to cruise ships. Uh, that could hurt Carnival because they've got so many. Uh, when there's, you know, you've got McCown numbers that are always in check. Now, RestMed is worth talking about. A win in Las Vegas Sands. Las Vegas Sands is really Macau Sands. A RestMed is the Lily product, which is the Monjaro, being used and having tremendous success against against sleep apnea, which is the core product of RestMed. RestMed is very well run, and it does give you immediate relief. But RestMed stock has been going down, down, down for one reason only, which is the uh, sub rosa notion that if you take the Monjaro uh, once a week. It gets it, it has a dramatic effect on sleep apnea, as it does, by the way, um, blood pressure. And it also has uh, on heavy drinking. So uh, the sleep apnea, uh, sleep, the sleep apnea discussion behind scenes of Resmed is is that the writing's on the wall. Lily won. Lily, by the way, is wow. only one hundred billion dollars more than the largest company in Europe, which is Novo Nordisk. Yeah, I was just going to say has, while we're in the neighborhood, and VO. Wigovi is the company that does that is periodically in shortage because they didn't expect that things were going to be so bountiful. Lily has spent a ton of money having the right factories, and I think that the North Carolina, which is which they're open, has made it so that they will not have a shortage. Very important because uh, this, as I've said, will be the greatest selling drug of all time. Uh, finally, Jim, a great piece in the journal this morning on Apple, looking at some of the signups for MLS as a result of Messi uh, in Miami, which okay. Tim Cook mentioned on the call. But the, his first game had more signups than when the service went live. Okay, so it's, maybe it's better to be lucky than good, but that was a deal that was negotiated, as we know from our excellent CBC CEO conference, is that uh, Eddie Q negotiated that deal personally. Um, and they paid, uh, people thought they paid a lot. Uh, and then lo and behold, Messi shows up in Miami and they paid very little. And it was genius. And I think global football, as it's called, is very important. But what, what people have always said, American uh, soccer isn't going to take off. But Messi is pure joy. And I know he's helped sign up. Now, look, this big company. So whenever you say something like that, people will come out and just say, yes, but Jim, did you know that the Apple iPhone 15 well, we're gonna find out. stereo system is not that good? And then you say, well, I didn't know they had a stereo system. Now, I have the 14, and I took pictures of the moon. And if the 15 can have me land on the moon, then I'll recommend the stock. I mean, these analysts are just pathetic. I, I went back and looked at an analyst who, uh, for something I'm writing who's four times said that it, Apple's best times are, 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 are behind it. Uh, and, and that was when the iPhone 6 and the 7 and the, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, look, I, I, one of our people who works here, who mics me, is a, is a comedian. Um, and I'm thinking that there's room for a second one, like Dickens <laughs> and Fencer. And it's the Bernstein guy. But dare I mention his name, because I promised my wife that I was going to be a yes. scholar and a statesman. I think not unlike Jefferson and Gandhi. Loyal viewers already know who you're talking about. So you don't need to they say do? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I take so. it back. <laughs> Uh, we'll know more about the iPhone uh, in the coming days, obviously. As we go to break, uh, let's check bonds holding 4,500 on the S&P. Not a lot of data uh, this week, but we will get ISM services tomorrow and Beige Book tomorrow as well. For the time being, 10-year, 423 uh, yields are higher today. Back in a moment. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. So I was going to mention a Toll Brothers upgrade by Keefe down three. That's that's pure interest rates. But instead, I want to focus on something that I regard as very good. And someone's getting some recognition that hasn't. 
Uh, and that's Russell Wiener. He, he runs and has done an incredible job at Domino's. People are not giving him enough credit. This is a man who got an upgrade today from T.D. Cowan, but he's got a, a really some great deals. Uh, Uber partnership commences 2023 20, 20, year end. He's got uh, Tony Shu at DoorDash. This is very good because they're on they're on the app, but it's still a, a Domino's order. Uh, this has been a company that if you take a look at the chart, people gave up on uh, after Pat Doyle left. And Pat's now, by the way, the CEO of Restaurant Brands, I'm sorry, the executive chairman of Restaurant Brands, who's been a great spokesman for what's a good stock. But I I like Domino's very much because they're showing that kind of open-mindedness that really makes me excited about it. Give cheese a chance, as Cowan says in their note uh, this morning. I put on the no cheese button. That's that's something that Pat Doyle said I did because I have a a vegan daughter who didn't Ah, like cheese. She said, shoot him with cheese. (laughs) So I put that one for you, Jim. So Ramondo tonight. As you yeah, get back and we got to really focus on what, what did happen there, because I think that she is uh, the most savvy uh, in the cabinet, most savvy in the administration about uh, about building chips, building factories here, uh, but also about what it means uh, to do business here versus there. They ought to like maybe if, I hope they took her seriously as she deserves. Right. Uh, reviews uh, from some corporates were solid, but I'll be curious to see what she tells you tonight. Yeah, I, I think she's very, very strong. Uh, we'll see you at 6. Great Thank to have you, you back. Uh, Jim Cramer, Mad Money uh, tonight. A uh, bit of a soggy start here as energy is really the only sector meaningfully higher. Be back in a minute. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.